Hi, this is Dr. Meg Hayworth, holistic psychologist and nutrition strategist, and you're listening to Get Well Soon podcast series, the show that explores how to heal yourself with food and the power of the mind. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Meg Hayworth. Thank you so much for listening to Get Well Soon podcast series. Please take a moment to like, subscribe, and leave a review here on iTunes. Also, please listen to some other shows that I have with some top trailblazers in health and wellness today, like Joe Cross from the movie Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead, J.J. Virgin, celebrity nutritionist and four-time New York Times bestselling author. And then uh, head on over to my website at meghayworth.com to get your free gifts. I have three of them up front for you to help you heal your mind and body um, between adverse childhood experiences uh, study and chronic illness and that emotional root cause that is associated with your illness you may not know about. You're also going to get on my newsletter list, um, which will help you get more podcasts like the one that we're doing today. Um, with my guest who's going to be sharing with you about her story of tragedy to transformation. Um, Malka Shivdasani is a certified Reiki practitioner, a meditation teacher, and spiritual transformation life coach. She is also one of the founding mothers, I love it, she's a founding mother, <laughs> of the Infinite Love nonprofit organization, Infinite Love is an organization that is focused on fostering inner growth through meditation gatherings, community service, and speaking events in the Rio Grande Valley in South Texas. Malka has a passion for helping support others in their spiritual growth because she has been on her own spiritual journey after her son had an accident that left him a paraplegic 14 years ago. She's a mother of two in their 30s, has been married for 38 years, and she has a lot to share from her journey. Um, and so we'll give you all the information about her later, but please welcome to the show, Malka, welcome. Thank you so much, Dr. Meg. It's so nice to be here on your podcast. Uh, so nice to have you here. Um uh, you know, I met you recently through a mutual friend and um, yes. who's who's brilliant at connecting people, right? Yes, she sure is, Tuck. <laughs> Tuck, yes, yes, Tuck Self. We have to talk about her and her podcast right now, right? Yes. Plug for Tuck. Yes. Yeah. The Rebel Bell. I love, yes. I love her. No Such a powerhouse she is, isn't she? <laughs> oh my God, a tiny little powerhouse. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Biggest spirit ever. <laughs> so, um, but you've been through, um, you know, something really difficult you went through with your son and mm -hmm. you'd shared the story with me before. And um, there was some, some specific things that happened prior to his accident. Can you share with us what happened? And, um, and, yes. and yeah, yes, for sure. Um, yeah. So, I live in McAllen, Texas, and uh, just a few days before his accident, it was my sister's birthday, so we went out to dinner, and I was just sharing with them that, you know, I, I feel like I'm missing something. I feel empty, and I did realize that, that that emptiness that I was feeling was the lack of connection with the divine within me, mm -hmm. so I was just telling my sister that I, 
I want that connection. There's something missing there. And we just kind of spoke about it. And that was July 24th. And the accident that my son had was July 29th, just about four to five days after the fact that I voiced that concern to my sisters. And um, I'll, I'll never forget, it was, um, I get a call two in the morning and my son lives in Houston and I get a call two in the morning telling me that he's fallen off his balcony. And I was like, oh my God, what happened? Was he sleepwalking? You know, I had no idea. He was just finishing up his undergrad. He was 22 years, years of age. Mm-hmm. And my body started shaking. Oh. My, hus- my husband had to like hold me down. Uh, it was just uh, this trauma, I guess. I knew, my body knew what is coming. And mm-hmm. it was like two in the morning. We had a flight to catch um, at five to f- fly to Houston because the doctors were waiting for us to sign off on a surgery that he needed for a spine, spinal fusion. And yeah, so it was, what a day. And it has been 14 years now. And the journey that I have been on with my son, um, I had no idea, you know, what this is going to entail. I thought that everything's going to be fine, like always something always happens and everything just becomes all right. But Mm -hmm. this was not the case this time. So what were some of his immediate injuries that were most? He, yeah. So he fell off the balcony and uh, the ambulance came and he had um, from T10 to T, T10, T11 was uh, completely fractured. Um, so oh, it was, it was, um, very, very like tough. Right situation. in the middle of the back. Yeah. It's the belly button. So mm-hmm. he's paralyzed from belly button down. Oh, and wow. yeah. And I remember when I first saw him and he looked at me and he said, he was crying and he said, mom, they're saying that I'll never walk again. And wow. I looked at him and I said, you will you believe that you will walk again. And mm-hmm. I don't know where that came from. It's just, <laughs> it's just the, the mother's fierce love and mm-hmm. knowing that, that I received that. So it was, it was an ongoing journey. And I, I also remember when he had the surgery, um, the doctors came out and the doctors told me that He's very lucky that his spinal cord did not sever. Wow. And that was a miracle. And he has, well, the doctors gave him 5% chance to ever walk again. And this uh, 5% is, will take it. Exactly. I said, great. <laughs> it's something. So we'll take it. And uh, it's so beautiful with, with, the, with this journey that I've been on with him. And I remember... Um, he was in the hospital because we had a long stay in the hospital. Then we had to go to another uh, therapy hospital to really learn how to live this life. And yeah, it takes, it took us about a couple of months. And then, and it was so weird that uh, my daughter in that year was going to go to uh, the university of Houston, thinking that her brother's going to be there and her brother's going to show her everything about the, the university 
And that summer, my son came back home and my daughter went to the University of Houston. So it was, it was sad for her. Yeah. Wow. Completely unexpected for both, for everybody. Yeah. It's just something that um, had to happen. And now looking back, Mm -hmm. um, I just asked my son the other day and I said, you know, so many things have happened and we've grown so much. It's been 14 years. And would we have experienced all this? if the accident wouldn't have happened. And he said, Mm -hmm. not a chance because because who he was, was somebody that uh, really just wanted to get a job and just work and simple life, just like a normal person. Yeah. And, uh, and that's it. But I guess God had different plans. Yeah. So, so when, when was the moment where it went from that thought, you know, for him and for you of it being a simple life to being something so much bigger? Yeah, well, uh, the suffering went on, um, I would say, for for about two to three years. Um, I could not, I could not accept it. And I remember that the, the, the nurses in the therapy hospital says that they, they told me that God doesn't give you what you cannot handle. And I looked at them and I said, what? No way. I can't handle this. How did God think I can handle this? But that was my ego mind, my ego self that was talking that. I didn't know any better. And this journey is what has really opened me up to my beingness and really the fullness of my soul and to really know who I am and what I'm here for. So it took about, to answer your question, it took yeah. about, uh, I would say, three years. And I had this little voice telling me that it's going to get better, that, you know, just go on. So that con- that divine connection that I had and that trust that I started building. And yeah. these were the, the three lessons, the trust, the allow, and the surrender. Every mm-hmm. time I felt that I was in a situation where I couldn't handle the situation, I would, li- I would listen to my inner thoughts. And these three words all were always coming to me, trust, mm-hmm. Allah, and surrender. And that's what I gave my son, because for him to also cope uh, at 22, prime of his life, to cope yeah. with a situation like that, he needed support. He needed somebody to tell him something good is going to happen, uh, something to hold on to. And, and that's what, you know, me and, and my family uh, were there for him. So trust, allow, surrender, those three qualities are essential, really, for healing. Yeah. Um, and how does a mom who's watching her son uh, just writhe in pain every day, being, you know, just discouraged, going through all of that, mm-hmm. how, how do you trust I, I had no other choice because I tried all the other ways that was <sighs> anger. Yeah. It didn't get me anywhere. Despair. Mm-hmm. It didn't get me anywhere. And it, it was actually uh, deteriorating my health and my mm-hmm. focus. And then where's my son going to go? So I had to build this force within me and with the divine within me, with the trust 
And every time that anything would happen, I would go within me and just trust because that was the only way for me. And then allow and, and then just surrender deeper and deeper. What were you allowing? Like, if you were to be able to describe the thing you had to allow. I would allow the presence of the divine to unfold because I now know that our thoughts, our connection with our body and mind is so prominent. So if my thoughts are negative, so I'm bringing in negative chemicals into my body. And if my thoughts are positive, I'm bringing in positive chemicals in my body. Mm-hmm. So same thing, if I do that for me and I give that to my son, so that's happening in his body. And he needed to heal at that time. He, he was going through a lot of um, physical, um, well, his spine had to heal, number one. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, and also his, his mind. His mind was, was the first thing that um, it had to accept. And, of course, we, we all went through the anger and the five stages, and uh, that's the process. I mean, you cannot shortcut any of those. You have to go through each of the each of the stages. So we both did that, and um, there was just this presence of the divine that kept me going. That just kept telling me there's a there was a little voice that kept saying that it's going to get better. And I kept telling my son that your son, your accident has not happened in vain. You're here to do big things. You're here to change so many people, to help and heal so many people. And slowly but surely, he started believing me. Um, and I really don't know where this comes from, but I think it's, it's our, our divine feminine that really there's this beautiful energy of the divine feminine that really gives, gave me the power to yeah. really stand in, in, in this um, situation that I was given. So you just intuitively knew that he was meant for more and that this was like the thing that showed him that is that, and so you exactly. just kept it, saying it over and over and over again. Yeah. Yes. I had, I, for, for myself and for my son, and it was something so prominent in my energy that he this is not just happening for for him to live this life that he has so much more to offer and true enough it was uh 5 years i think it took us about 5 years to go through our journey and the process of healing and after that um there was one time that I, w- I used to play this game with God. It was a tug of war by, <laughs> by saying, okay, here's my son. I surrender. You can do what you want with him. And then all of a sudden this fear would come in my heart. And I would say, no, I don't know what you're going to do with my son. And I used to take my son back from God. And, and I used to keep doing that. And it was at one point I just completely <clears throat> surrendered because we – um, took my son to Germany. We took my son to Philippines, to India, to all the places where we could find where there's some healing for him, stem cells, I mean, you name it. And when we came back from there, <clears throat> then I went into my temple 
<clears throat> and I just cried and cried and cried and complete, complete surrender. And I told God that I give up. I give up totally. It is your will, not my will. And I just ask of you one thing, that you give me and my son strength to bear what is coming. And mm -hmm. as soon as I said that, as soon as I said that, the energy changed and my son decided that he wanted to go back to the city that he loved, back to Houston, oh. where he wanted to go and prove to himself that he can live independently. And he huh. did. Yeah, after five years, he went back and he lived by himself and um, he learned how to play wheelchair basketball. He worked in, in the university. He did his master's. I mean, he accomplished everything um, wow. that he could. He went uh, skydiving and oh, wow. anything that he wanted to do, he put his mind to it and he did it. So, oh my God, that's so amazing. Moms out there, anybody out there who's really holding on for someone else, you know, holding on to the relationship being a certain way, holding on to their healing being a certain way, just holding on. Exactly. Wow. When you let go of that power yeah. or what you think is a power that you think you can control. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it is a beautiful feeling. And in that, that whole journey, it was my, my son calling me and saying, mom, you know, so many things were happening. He was on his hero's journey. And so was I. Yeah. So because when you're on the hero's journey and when you accept everything that comes in your way, mm -hmm. then where there's, there, there are walls, doors appear, things yeah. show up, that energy is just that. And there's a mantra that, you know, I used to keep close to my heart and that goes, accept what is let go of what was, have faith in what will be, and be here now in the mm -hmm. present. Be here now in the present moment where miracles happen. Yeah. It's being with what is. Exactly. You know, instead of trying to force something into being what you think it should be. When we uh, do that, we do so much damage <laughs> to well, ourselves and to well, others. Well, I did that and it didn't work, did it? So no. <laughs> plan B now. <laughs> you, yeah, you just have to accept what is because I did not know what the path of my son was. I mean, the, I, the intuition was there, but actually seeing it is a total different story. And ever since he went back, and that's, that's what was happening. And, um, and, and it got me to my hero's journey, where mm -hmm. as he was growing, I was growing here in, in McAllen, Texas, where I started, uh, you know, doing things for myself, because before it was, I didn't take care of me, it was all everything about my son. And mm -hmm. I used to say, how can I live my life if he is suffering? And that's just such a wrong thing. Because the more I realize that I take care of myself, the more he would be taken care of. So I did not realize that the energy works in that way. So I learned a lot about the uh, body and the mind connection uh, through the, the different speakers, Dr. Joe Dispenza. I went on a journey with uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer and uh -huh. uh, Louise Hay mm -hmm. and the Power CDs with Rhonda Byrne. 
who did the secret. Uh, uh-huh. That really was was my uh, school, my universal, my my school yes. to learn all all how the energy works and how this universe is made and how the thoughts are uh, creating, how our emotions are creating our realities mm-hmm. and all of that stuff that, that I learned. And then I started to um, go into this life coaching program with Dr. Carol McCall, which, mm-hmm. which uh, has really transformed me. And what she taught me was how to be authentic, really how to speak my truth. Mm-hmm. And how to really say what there is to say in that energy, in that present moment. And uh, it is such a beautiful thing to do for self because that is really loving yourself. Yeah, and I think so many people don't understand that they're not being authentic. Yes. Um, uh, you know, and then it starts to awaken, like they have some sort of a wake-up call, like you had this wake-up call with your son. Yes. And... So it, it eventually got you to that place where, wait, who am I? Exactly. Why am I here? What's the purpose of my life? How can I take this tragedy and turn it into something that will help people, that will heal people, that will heal me, you know? Exactly. So that's where infinite love came to be. So after the five years, um, after that, you know, we did our healing, something in our hearts shifted, our hearts opened. And what we had learned, we wanted to share with our community. So we're four sisters. And it's so weird that each one of us went through our our, our own tragic incident in around in that year. And we were all ready to do something um, Mm -hmm. to better ourselves and better the community. So we decided to start a nonprofit organization called Infinite Love. And um, we had no idea what a nonprofit organization was, but we just, it felt like that we're putting our step out and then God is giving us the information, what we need to go Mm -hmm. on our next step. So it was, we were guided, so beautifully, divinely guided to start this organization. And we started this in 2012. Um, And so we've been running this organization for eight years. And it really has healed us because it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a community that we get together every Wednesdays and we have either speakers or videos or talks um, Then we meditate together and then we have a circle of sharing. So it's just a beautiful space, a community that is filled with love and people come to belong, that they have a community where they can just come and be themselves and, and be heard. So it was beautiful. Um, and now that because of what we're going um, through right now, we're online with uh, our Wednesday meditation nights. It's at mm-hmm. 7 o'clock and it's on Facebook Live. So everybody, please go and uh, like Infinite Love and uh, follow us so you can know what events are coming. And Dr. Meg was also one of our speakers. And I was yeah. so excited to have her on. Yeah, that was really a a beautiful experience to be part of the energy that you all have created. Um, And to be able to lead a meditation and really speak about the work that I'm doing in the world was powerful and that you've created that platform for people who've, who are out there transforming and helping to change others' lives who 
you know, I, I don't know any of us who've, uh, who've gone through these, who've become healers and people that are helping lead people through higher consciousness that hasn't been through something tough, you know? Yeah, exactly. Whatever we go through is, is our life mission. That's why yeah. we go through it to learn the lessons and then to go out and teach those lessons. So I believe yes. all the light workers, everybody is needed more now than ever to help <sighs> awaken everybody and to really show them who they are, why mm -hmm. they're here, what gifts they have, and right. how they're going to go out and share that with the world because the world needs that now. And that's how infinite love, you know, it's so weird that how we started it and we were just based here in McAllen, Texas, and how it has grown now. And we're mm -hmm. even bringing speakers, meditation teachers from India and all around the world, okay. you know, just to connect and to let people know that there is light, you mm -hmm. know, to go towards the light and the love. And that is my life mission also is to spread the love and light to myself and to others. And what a beautiful world if everybody can do that, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Doing our part to help raise the consciousness of humanity, <laughs> you know, because yeah. this too, this is, this is one of the most important things I want to get across to listeners is that this is the root of healing, what we're talking about today, this connection to your divinity, to, um, to a power greater than yourself, however you need to view it for yourself. It's your energy. You know, it's the thing that animates you. So um, your story is so powerful. And I want to get back to your son for a moment. Um, I wonder, um, how is he today mm. physically and mentally and emotionally and spiritually? Like, wow. Thank you for asking. What, what man yeah. has yeah. he become oh my in God. 14 years? <laughs> well, he, he is 36 years old now. And uh, mm -hmm. in the 14 years, so now he has just finished his book, his first book. He is also a life coach and he is a speaker. So it's so weird that, you know, we both were partners in the beginning because I didn't let anybody take care of my son. I did everything for him. So it was like, it felt like energetically we are partners on this journey and it has been, um, well, now it's on the other side of the spectrum where we are happy and joyous and we're in the divine light. And we're just in awe with all, everything, the gifts that the divine is sending us and how we are expanding. Both of us are expanding. So I'm a life coach and I'm also um, starting to write my book on my perspective of my journey with my son. Uh -huh. and, um, and I'm a speaker and so is my son. So now it's so beautiful that, you know, the tragedy changed and transformed us. And yeah. now we both are light workers and we're healers and we're coaches and we're out there doing our work and, mm -hmm. and raising the consciousness of people. And my passion is really showing people who they are when yeah. they don't know it and <laughs> to, to, you know, take them on this journey to, for them to see their greatness. So I'm an advocate for, for that, to show people their greatness. And it's such a beautiful thing, and it just fills me with joy. And really, it is my passion. That's beautiful. That's, it's, you know, helping people through their own hero's journey. 
Yeah. Yeah. I've been on mine. So <laughs> yeah, I, I want to yeah. assist and support others. Yeah. And I think in order to teach surrender, letting go, allowing, becoming, you, you have to have done it yourself and you have mm-hmm. to understand that it's not something you do with your head. Exactly. You have to be in your heart and it is a process. There is a process and it's not going to happen in one day. But the the main thing is you have to be open and willing to take that journey, Mm -hmm. to go within yourself and to really find you, the beautiful you. And that's when your journey really starts and start loving yourself. Yeah. And you have to keep opening up to it more and more and more. Like you said, just keep opening the doors as they're presented to you. Um, And can you talk a little bit about your perspective from your perspective what how would you define self-love yes self-love to me is being authentic speaking Mm -hmm. my truth taking time when I'm tired to do something for myself to nourish my soul and to really listen to my heart and to see what I want to do in that present moment. And go on this journey of finding more about me, really going deeper into my myself. That is really self-love to me. Beautiful. Deeper into you. <laughs> deeper, yeah, deeper and deeper, because there's so much in within us. There, I think in our journey, until we are, until we are in our last breath, mm-hmm. there's going to be so much that we are going to discover within us. So yes. take this journey, guys. It is a beautiful place. Everything outside of us really doesn't matter. All the beauty and the truth is within us. Hmm. Absolutely. And uh, is one thing that I tell my clients all the time is as long as you are in a body, the fun never stops. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> Meg, yes. You never stop evolving. You never mm-hmm. stop growing and changing. And this is learning. interesting. I, I had this realization the other night. I was talking to a friend who has recently had a, a, an awakening or an opening to the next level. And this is something that happens throughout the spiritual journey. Yes. Um, you'll have another thing that happens, you know. Right. It doesn't stop. Um, yeah, the hero's journey keeps happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, and one of the things she said is she said, I didn't realize, she said, I thought that I, you know, I learned all the spiritual concepts and I've done done all this stuff. And then, but I didn't realize that what she had done, she had stopped herself. Um, she thought, oh, I know everything I need to know. <laughs> like, yeah. I got this. I have these concepts. I have them down. And and I looked at her like, people do that? <laughs> people think they're done and they stop? Like, it just, it never occurred to me that you you would just like think you knew it and now I can stop and I can relax. Well, not, I mean, I think you can relax all the way through. It's oh, actually yeah. more about getting to that space. But um, it was so such an eye-opening moment for me because I thought, oh, if people get stuck in the spiritual journey 
too. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes they don't want to go any further. They don't want any more lessons. They're tired. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I mean, that happens too. But then again, you have a choice. You can mm-hmm. stay where you are or you can move forward. And that's a choice that everybody can make. Whenever they're, whenever they're willing to go move forward, they can. But that's where, that's where the gold is. So we got to follow our bliss, follow our passion. That's where the gold is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Digging for gold. <laughs> it's a yes, spiritual okay. gold rush. <laughs> Isn't that true? It really us. is. Yeah, it really is. That's where we are after COVID. You know, we're in a spiritual gold rush time where people are waking up all over the planet and going, I'm, I need help. I really need help. Yeah. Because so. what, what worked before doesn't work anymore. There's no distractions. And exactly. now they have to face themselves because everybody su- has suppressed their emotions mm-hmm. and it's all coming up and it doesn't feel good. It's things mm-hmm. that they've got to work through. Yeah, but as I always say, the emotions are something that are there to teach you something about who you really are, mm-hmm. um, to point you towards your, your greater good, your greater self. Um, and so is, so is the fear, hmm? right? So is the fear. Yeah. The fear is what is pointing you to that direction. So yeah. So feel the fear and do it anyway. Jump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jump on in. And I, I love the community that you've created because you're you're – you've created a space to help people do just that mm-hmm. exactly yeah um and it's a space that doesn't feel um it, it feels really open and freeing and loving mm-hmm. um you know i think people start to think about transformation and then they can think oh my gosh that that means that it's going to be hard and it's going to hurt and it's going to be <gasps> you know yeah <laughs> you know yeah, um, but I highly recommend uh, your community, Infinite Love, for people to go to um, so that they can have a space where you can share and become. Become the best version of you. Mm-hmm. Yes, go on the journey with us. Exactly. So, um, so is there anything else that you would w- like to share with listeners about um, your journey with your son, any big lessons that stood out or anything like that? Um, I would just say that love, prayer, and forgiveness mm. are three things that also supported me in my journey. Prayer, number one, to connect mm-hmm. to the divine within me. And meditation is when the divine speaks to me. Mm-hmm. And that space is so sacred to me. Yeah. And forgiving, forgiving myself and anybody in, in my space, because mm-hmm. just releasing all of these energies just makes you um, connect. It made me connect to me more of me. And that's mm-hmm. when I expanded to more of the divinity within me and found who I was and found my truth. And, and I was capable of reaching out and supporting others when I took care of myself. So that is also where self-love came in, 
to really take care of me first mm -hmm. and then I can reach out to others. Like in the airplanes where they say that, you know, the oxygen yeah. mask goes on you first yeah. and then you can be able to assist other people. So right. it's, it's the same way in any situation. The mm -hmm. more you do, the more I did for my son and didn't take care of me. I didn't go too far. Started taking yeah. care of me first. And that really, that really helped and supported me for me to do my work here. What's one thing that you would suggest to, to listeners about that they can do right now for self-care? Mm. I would say meditate. Mm. <laughs> I would really say meditate because there's so much that's going on in our heads and whatever is going on in your lives. You need to take time to just sit with yourself, to clear your mind and to allow the good chemicals that we already have in our body to yeah. go inside of us mm -hmm. and feel that peace and that feel that calmness and then tackle your life again from that space. Mm -hmm. It really is a win-win situation. And I love that. now more than ever, meditate. Okay, I love that. And you you offer the solution every Wednesday evening, yes, 7 p.m. Central Time. Um, you can show up on your Facebook page for Infinite Love and go meditate, listen to speakers. and um, Yeah, it's a powerful yes, space. Yes. We also bring in uh, videos from Gaia if we don't have speakers. So there, there was a beautiful, powerful video with Michael Beckwith this uh -huh. past Wednesday. So mm -hmm. the beautiful thing of Facebook Live is that you can go and uh, see all the speakers and uh, see what was recorded the weeks before. So go on our Facebook Live and um, enjoy all that, the treats that all our speakers like Meg and others have come and given gifts to all of our listeners to share their love and light, to really um, support the community. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, thank you so much for oh, sharing your story. This. Oh, wow. I really love this. Thank you so much for the opportunity for me to come and share my story. Oh, my gosh. You're so welcome. It's so powerful. Um, and the lessons, the, the simplicity of surrender, allowing, and letting trust. go. Yes. Trust. Oh, my gosh. Oh, trust my. being huge. And that's a big big, big issue I talk to people about all the time. So, yeah. And um, trust so. ourselves. Not only trust the divine, trust ourselves. Yeah, exactly. So thank you so much. Thank you, Meg. It was wonderful. Yeah, you're welcome. And listeners, thank you so much for listening to Get Well Soon. And please uh, share this podcast with as many people as you think may benefit. And um, as always, again, thank you. And I hope that this information will help you get well now. For more information, go to meghayworth.com to sign up for our email list, get your free copy of five anti-inflammatory on-the-go lunch recipes, and access to our private Facebook community. Thank you so much for listening.